Welcome to Bathing with God, the free audiobook podcast from my imagination to yours. I'm Glenn Ostland, and if you like what you hear and would like to purchase a print or Kindle version of the complete book, search for it on Amazon.com or go to the website bathingwithgod.com. And now I give you Bathing with God. Chapter 2 A World of Pure Imagination, a.k.a. You Can Call Me Quad. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. Willy Wonka. Hello? Hello? Hey, Mr. Disembodied Imaginary Voice Thingy, are you there? I'm always here. That's pretty creepy, you know. Creepy or not, it's true. Yeah, okay, whatever. Look... I talked with a friend of mine last night about that whole duality, highly evolved life energy as God thing that you and I talked about yesterday. Yes, I know. I was there too. Of course you were. I'm always... Here, there, everywhere. Yes, I know. You keep telling me that. More often than you know. See, you're doing it again. Jeez, look, I enjoyed most of the things that we talked about yesterday. But when I shared it with my friend, he really hated it. He said that you sounded pretty smug and condescending. As if you have this grand understanding and I'm just a narrow-minded fool for not knowing what you know. And you know what? I think he's right. You do talk to me like that. And it really takes the fun out of talking with you, so I'd like it to stop. This is what I wanted to talk to you about. Yes, I know. Knock it off. See, it's this whole condescending attitude you have. What What about about it? It's annoying. I know that too. Well, could you maybe tone it down a bit? Or maybe tone it down a lot? I don't think so. Oh yeah? Why not? Because I'm not doing it. You are. Oh, great. So it's my fault that you're annoying and condescending as hell. Basically, yes. Alright, fine. Go ahead. Enlighten me. How is this my fault? Who are you? Really? How can we talk about your fault if we don't really know who you are? Ugh. Oh, there you are. What? Right there. You're the one who said, ugh. Double ug. There you are again. Uh Uh-huh. Are you having fun? Clearly you have some grand, condescending insight that you want to bestow upon little old ignorant me. So, go ahead. Who am I? Just get to it already. Fine. You are a human being. A homo sapien. One of billions and billions that has ever lived on this planet. Oh, really? I didn't know that. No, I don't think you really did. You don't really know the process of evolution that took the first single-celled organism on this planet from where life was then to where life is now. You don't know how that single-celled organism arose in the first place, or how each stage of its evolution from then to now has impacted the body and mind that you consider to be you. You don't understand that your body is made from intelligent energy, Energy that was forged in the stars. Energy that knows how to form all of the atoms, molecules, cells, tissues, muscles, and organs needed for respiratory systems, circulatory systems, digestive systems, nervous systems, reproductive systems, all of the specialized things that make you what you are. You don't know that your brain is essentially a biologically evolved supercomputer. Your biology is like hardware that you inherited, and your personality, or ego, 
is like software running on that hardware. You don't know how many neural pathways you have that are essentially automated programs that your brain runs. You don't know how much information your brain stores and how many automated programs are running in your subconscious mind. And you certainly do not know that you are the sole programmer of all of it. You don't know the influence that culture and environment play on your sense of identity. And you certainly don't know the relationship between the outside world and your inner world. Can I ask you a simple question? I don't know. Can you? Cute. What percentage of your life is spent focusing on the outside world versus your inner world? My inner world? Yes. Your thoughts, your feelings, those things that originate inside of your body rather than outside of your body. How much do you focus on the external world? I don't know. 50% maybe? No. Try again. 60%? Still no. Okay, then how about you just tell me? It's zero. What? Zero. You spend 100% of your attention focusing on your inner world. A world rendered entirely by your imagination. No, 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 no way. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be able to drive if that were true. But it is true, and it just goes to show how little you actually know about yourself. That's pretty self-serving for my imagination to be telling me that everything I experience is rendered entirely by my imagination. Look it up. Check with your top neuroscientists. Your entire sense of reality is imagined. So you're telling me that the outside world is not real? No, the outside world is very real. Your perception of it is also real. It is simply incomplete just a sliver of everything that is actually around you. How is it incomplete? I seem to be doing pretty well with it as it is. That's true. Your physical senses evolve to detect those things that are most beneficial or most harmful for you. But that's not everything that is out there. And the way that you perceive reality is not the only way to perceive reality. You know the human way. Other forms of life evolved other ways. The light coming in through your eyes and the sound coming in through your ears are vibrations, wavelengths of energy that hit your sensory organs. When they impact these organs, they're translated into tiny energetic signals that travel via your nervous system to your brain, where they are rendered by your imagination into the world that you think is outside of you. But it is actually all happening inside of your brain. The outside world is essentially a hallucination. How is it a hallucination? Because you think that what you see in front of you is everything that is in front of you. But you have no idea how many things exist around you that you simply cannot perceive. And you have no idea how those things influence the things that you can perceive. Sorry, but I don't completely buy that. Thank you for proving my point. What do you know about the quantum realm? Not much, except that the Avengers used it to travel through time and get the Infinity Stones from Thanos? Cute. The Quantum Realm is the name scientists use to describe the place where the energy inside of every atom resides. It is constantly above you, below you, behind you, inside you, outside you, everywhere.
You can't see it, feel it, or sense it in any way, and yet without it, you would have no eyes or ears to sense with, and there would be nothing at all to sense. Do you completely buy that? I guess. But it still feels super condescending the way you're talking to me about it, and I still don't see how any of that is my fault. It's your fault that I'm condescending because I'm your imagination. I'm asking you, or you are asking yourself, to look beyond the limits of your current understanding. I'm showing you, or you are showing yourself, things that may or may not be true. You don't know if what I'm telling you, or what you are telling yourself, is actually true or not. You never really know if you're being totally honest with yourself. And that uncertainty makes you feel uncomfortable. You think that lack of certainty is the same thing as being stupid. So you interpret what I'm doing as calling you stupid, and that is why I sound condescending to you. There. That wasn't so hard to figure out, was it? So why spend all that time talking about hallucinating reality and limited human perception? Because you are hallucinating me as being condescending when it is really you who is doing it. It is an example of your limited perception. That still feels very condescending. Maybe it is. But again, you are the one who's doing it. You like to pretend that you have a pretty good grasp on reality. But the truth is that you are unaware of most everything that is going on outside and inside of you. The stories that you tell yourself to give you certainty are all fictions. Everything from your perspective is a fiction. The sooner you accept that, the sooner you will be comfortable with the reality of your own limited perception and inability to attain complete certainty. Perfect. My own imagination is lecturing me about fictions, if that's not the pot calling the kettle black. Why is that? Because you associate imagination with fictions? Were you not paying attention when I told you the important role that imagination plays in rendering sensory data into a meaningful model of reality? You create images in your mind every second of the day, whether you are awake or asleep, as a way of realizing abstractions. You realize abstractions. Get it? You simply take this for granted because it's so second nature to you. But look it up and take some time to learn more about this. Imagination is very real and very important. You live in a world of pure imagination. If you don't believe me, try living in this world without it. I guess I shouldn't be surprised that my imagination is championing the importance of imagination. Well, don't get confused. I'm not just your imagination. I told you that to simplify things for you. The bigger truth is that I'm also all of those things that are driving your imagination. That desire to explore, question, and probe the limits of your current understanding. Let me put it this way. Your mind is filled with constant noise. Most of that is the automatic programming of your egoic radar system that is constantly scanning the environment around you and chattering about what you are sensing. You usually call this noise thinking, but deep beneath all of that noise is a soft, steady, delicate, delicious frequency of vibration that bubbles up from the quantum realm. 
I am the part of you that helps you tune into that frequency and translate it into feelings and emotions that give direction to your life. I'm a divine gift to you that way. So you are my divine imagination, huh? Pretty much, yes. You translate information that comes into my mind from the quantum realm? Always. But you aren't God? No, I'm your divine imagination. From the quantum realm? Everything is from the quantum realm. And everything is fiction? Yes, everything from your limited perspective is essentially an incomplete fiction. So, fictional messages from you are kind of like bedtime stories from a quantum god? If it helps you to think of it that way. Okay, then how about instead of calling you Mr. Disembodied Imaginary Voice Thingy next time we talk, I'll just go ahead and call you Quad. Now I'm the one who's going to say Ugh. There you are. Nice to meet you, Quad. Fine. Go ahead. Call me Quad. Call me whatever you want. It's just nice to finally be met. Thank you for listening to Bathing with God. If you like what you just heard and would like to purchase a print or Kindle version of the complete book, search for it on Amazon.com or go to the website bathingwithgod.com. And if you really, really like what you just heard, share it with someone you love and give me a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you use. You can also like our Facebook page and subscribe to the Bathing with God YouTube channel. And if you'd like to reach out to me personally, you can email me, Glenn Osland, at bathingwithgod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And probably so would Quad. Oh yeah, bring it. Thanks again for listening to Bathing, Bathing with God. God.